Well, hey, we have a speaker tonight who has an awesome word on his heart. I'm really excited uh, to hear him preach. So if you guys have your, your Bibles out, get them out. Journals, take notes. He's got a powerful word on his heart. A good friend of mine, awesome man of God. He's a, he's a prayer warrior. He has a very strong prophetic gift, and he's just got a gift of being awesome. His name is Jonathan Brady. So let's welcome him. Jonathan, come on up, my brother. All right, guys. I'm really blessed to uh, be speaking to you tonight. And um, I, uh, I just want to encourage you tonight. Just uh, hopefully let the Holy Spirit pour a little bit of his passion into you. Can anyone remember what we've been, what we've been talking about so far? Kind of our series that we started two weeks ago? Anybody? What was it? Image bears, that's right. We've been talking about bearing the image of God. So two weeks ago, we talked about how we were created in God's image, right? And how even though that image can get muddled, God made a way for us to be his image once again, completely and wholly. And then last week, we talked, uh, Reed gave a message on intentionally speaking life, Right? Speaking life into the people around you, speaking life into uh, your friends, your family, even into yourself, just having a lifestyle of speaking life. And um, this is kind of the verse that we've been pulling this kind of series from, and we've been thinking about is 1 Timothy 4.12. And it's, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about how you see your own reflection. So, and I, I brought another awesome mirror here. If it's shining in someone, someone's eyes, let me know. It's about to fall and break, let me know too. Start screaming at me, okay? <laughs> but uh, it's my mom's mirror. I don't want to break it. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I didn't ask before I borrowed it. Um, Always ask, by the way. Uh, so when you look in the mirror, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as God sees you? Or do you see yourself as your old self? Do you see yourself like a creation of the world instead of a new creation God has made? And so um, if you could open your Bibles or your phones or whatever it is to Colossians 3. We're going to look at Colossians real quick. So it's Colossians 3, 9. Okay, y'all got it if you got it. Got it? Getting there? It's in the New Testament. New Testament. Okay. So Colossians 3, 9. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other 
and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together and to experience your love and to pour into each other's lives, to experience your love through each other. And so, Lord God, I pray that you would begin pouring yourself out to each one of us tonight, that you would begin to pour out your um, love through each one of us to each other, Lord God, tonight. I pray that you would um, just begin to open our hearts and that we'd be willing to take a look into ourselves tonight, Um, that we would take a little time just to do an inner check of where our heart's at and Uh, what we think about, Lord Jesus, and that as we do that, that you would change who we are, Lord God, that we would have an encounter with you in your throne room, Lord God. We just want to have a king experience tonight, Lord Jesus. All right, so tonight I'm going to ask you to do something scary, okay? You all with me? So tonight what I'm going to ask you to do is take a second to step out of your comfort zone, All right, so I'm not going to have you run around crazy with your arms are up, ah, you know. What we're going to do is I want you to take a second and look inside tonight, okay. Really check your heart. I believe that God wants to change your heart tonight, and he wants to change how you see yourself. And so take the time tonight just to, you know, it doesn't matter who's around you, what's going on, because you're not doing anything that anyone can see, you know. Just inside your own mind and your own heart, take a chance to just, Look inside and then open the door for Jesus to look inside too and just be like, God, this is what I think about myself. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do tonight. Step out of your bubble inside, if that makes any sense. Not confusing at all. So as an image bearer, if we're going to be bearing the image of Christ, when we look into the mirror, we need to see the same person that God sees, not the person that we think we see. Right? So, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? Who, what comes to your mind when you're brushing your teeth? You know, in the morning, you get up, your hair's all crazy, you know? You're like kind of red-eyed, and you're like, wow, I got to go to school today. I got to work with this, right? And, uh... Then, you know, you start getting ready and everything, and then you're about to go to school, and you look in the mirror like, oh, I hope I don't know anyone there today, (laughs) you know? And then you run to class, and then you just kind of go through the day. And then even when you're getting ready for bed, who do you see in the mirror? What do you think about? So here's another question for you tonight. Who wants, and this this is a raise-your-hand question if you want to. Who wants to live in the full power of God right here? Who wants to have the fullness of who God is in their life, Right? If you want to live to the fullness of all that God has for you, you have to have the same view that God has of you when you think about yourself. So when you look at yourself in the morning in the mirror and your hair is all crazy and you're, you know, red-eyed and, you know, you haven't put your makeup on yet. I know you guys do it. All you boys out there haven't put your makeup on yet. Uh, You got to think the same things that God is thinking. You got to think the same things that God is thinking about you when you look at yourself in the mirror. And that's hard to do because the world, ourselves, every day at school, every day at work, wherever we are, 
everything's telling us something about ourselves. Everything that we are, everything we do describes ourselves when we look at ourselves in the mirror. We see something. Well, if you would turn to Ephesians 1 with me real quick, I just want to real quick run through who God sees you as. Who God, when he looks at you, just a a small picture. We couldn't go over everything that God sees in you today because that would take our entire lifetime. Because it says that God thinks, what is it, like a thousand times 10,000 thoughts for us each day or something like that. Read, I can't remember that verse exactly. But God loves thinking awesome things about you. Take my word for it. It's Ephesians 1 and then 3 through 9. All right, who's there? There? Okay. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the new heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Amen. I mean, right there, that's good stuff right there. If you want to live in the fullness of God, you've been given every blessing. Every blessing that you can imagine, you've been given already. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So, I mean, even in just that one verse, God's already starting to tell us something. He tells us that we are holy and blameless before him. He said that we have been given every spiritual blessing. We have been chosen. I don't know if what happens in your life, what you experience But I know in my life, a lot of times I wasn't picked. I wasn't chosen to be on this team or that team. I wasn't chosen to go to somebody's birthday party. I wasn't chosen to do what I thought would be fun, you know. And that's not how God is. God has chosen you. God has chosen each one of you. Specifically, he's called you out by name before the creation of the world. I'm going to read two other verses here real quick. Um, first Peter one and, uh, three through five and first Peter two, nine and 10. You can turn there with me if you want, but you don't have to praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So you've been reborn in Christ. You are a child of God. So it doesn't matter anything that's going on here in this world, with your family, with 
uh, your church family, you are part of God's family. You are his son. You are his daughter. Then the other one, but you are a chosen people. Again, God is saying he chose you. He chose you. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so in those different verses, some of these themes that, we, that we're reading about who we are in God, right? Who God sees us as when he looks at us, right? When he looks at us in the mirror. He sees us as royalty. We're princess and princesses, right? We are royal. That means we have authority, right? We belong to God. We have belonging. You belong to someone. No matter what your experience has been, you belong to somebody. You're God's children. God's pleasure. He takes pleasure in what you do. He takes pleasure in having you as his child. He's pleased with you. You're holy and blameless. You're redeemed and forgiven. You have been given every spiritual blessing. You're chosen. You're strong and courageous. And then in Revelation It talks about being refined gold, that we're something special. We're something special, that we are victorious. We're victorious over our troubles. We're victorious over what impacts our life, and that we're a new creation. But the real question is, do you see your image like that? When you look in the mirror, is that who you see? Do you see someone who's victorious? Do you see someone who belongs Do you belong somewhere? Do you belong to someone? When you look in the mirror, are you chosen? Are you forgiven? Are you new, a new creation? When you're alone at night, just, you know, nothing else going on, just trying to fall asleep, thinking about yourself, who are you? When you're at school, when you're around other people, when you're around people who are your friends, right? depending on what your definition of that word is. Or here at church, right? Who are you? Who do you really think about yourself? Down inside, deep in your heart, who do you think yourself as? And uh, this is the dangerous part of my, my speech right here, but my message. But this is the part where I want you guys to take a close look. I'm going to try and do this without... Yeah, actually, if you don't mind. Okay. I want you to just take a good look inside the mirror. We're just going to kind of take the mirror across the room. Who do you see yourself as? When you look in that mirror, are you someone who's successful? Someone who's popular? Or are you not so much? Do you see yourself as lonely? You know, is that when you look in the mirror in the morning and you're like, oh my goodness, is anyone going to talk to me today? Do you have any value? Do you feel like no one cares about you when you look in the mirror? Are you a failure? Do you fail in your classes? 
if you fail in, you know, sports, whatever your family or the people around you think is important, do you fail? Are you a sinner, rebellious against your family, your parents, evil, do bad things, you know? Or when you look in that mirror, do you think about being fatherless or motherless, right? You don't have a parent. You don't have any family at all, right? How the situations and things that we go through in our life, whether our parents got divorced, whether something bad happened in our family, whether we flunked out of school, whether we broke some part of our face, you know, whether we broke a limb. These situations all impact how we see ourselves, and they all impact what we see when we look in the mirror. Or are, is it maybe not a bad thing, but you just think of yourself as less than God does. Do you see yourself as just the geek who's good with computers, right? And that's who you are, and you're okay with that. Or you're the jock, you know, who's good at a sport and, you know, gets all the attention or something, and you're cool with that. You're fine with just being that. You're the nerd who's a little awkward but always has smart something to say, you know, knows a lot of stuff. You're the class clown. You're always making people laugh. You're always trying to get that attention, and you're okay with that role. You're okay with that's who you see, When you look in the mirror, I'm the class crown, you know, which I wasn't, by the way. Are you popular? Maybe you're unpopular. Are you the outcast? You know, are you the group that just kind of like forget the rest of the world, forget the rest of the school, you know, we're going to do our own thing. Or are you never good enough, right? Is, this, is that how you see yourself? That's not how God sees you, right? We just talked about that a second ago. My testimony, when I was going to high school and junior high and growing up, I was always the kid that didn't quite fit in. I was always right outside the circle. Like, I was always just a little bit outside the popular people, but I didn't fit in with the geeks, and I just really didn't fit in anywhere. I was a little bit outside every different little group. I was just kind of the outcast that everybody knew, but never really felt anyone cared for. I never, you know, I had friends, but sometimes it seemed friends came and went, you know, and I just had a hard time, you know. It was always like I didn't belong anywhere. I struggled with belonging, you know. I just didn't feel like I had value. And so I decided to find value in what I did. And so what I did is I became really good at being the one that served at church. And so I'd serve at church like crazy. I was just always there serving all the time. And I found my identity as a person that served at church. And that's where I found my value. And I was okay with that. That's who I saw in the mirror. When I looked in the mirror, I was the person that was always serving, that was always taking care of people. But that's not all that God had for me. God saw all these more awesome things about who I was. I was chosen. I had every spiritual blessing. 
I had all these things, but I was just fine with being the server, you know? Maybe you're just fine with being the basketball player or being the outcast or being the geek or being the nerd, you know? Maybe you're just okay with that. God doesn't want you to be okay with that. He wants you to go beyond that, right? He wants you to really bear the image of Christ. Christ didn't settle into one little thing, little part of this world that described himself. He was outside of the world. He impacted the world. He didn't take on a view of part of the world. He went into the world and changed the world. He, was, he didn't take on the, the clothing, the atmosphere, the temperature, whatever descriptive word you want to use. He didn't become like part of the world. He changed part of the world. And if we want to be image bearers, we need to take on the same image that God sees us because image bearers change the world. They don't become like the world. Because remember, God sees us as royalty. Royalty doesn't sit around and just become part of everything. Royalty stands out, and royalty changes a situation. Royalty affects the people around them for good and not bad. We belong to God. We are God's children. We are God's pleasure. He takes pleasure in us. It doesn't matter if we're successful, if we're anything, if we're, you know, lonely or popular. God takes pleasure in who we are because he created us in his image. We're redeemed and forgiven. We have been chosen. We have been chosen. Man, that, that hits me right here, you know, because I was never those things. And... You know, so how about you? When you look in the mirror, how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself like those things, how God sees you? Or do you see yourself how the world tells you to look, how your friends tell you to look at yourself? And honestly, that comes down to us. That comes down to our choice. Are we willing to choose to look at ourselves like God sees us? Or are we just going to be happy with how the world sees us? right? So let's take a note from what we learned last week, right? Speak life, right? It's not just necessary to speak life into other people, but it's necessary to speak life into ourselves. So if we're just speaking life into other people and our life stinks, well, that's okay, I guess, but who wants to live an awesome, fulfilled life like we were talking earlier, right? So speak good things over yourself in the morning when you have red, dreary, droopy eyes and your hair is all crazy. I talk to myself a lot. So I, I don't know. Is anyone else out there? Actually, if you ask my brothers, I drive them crazy because I'll be sitting there and like talking to myself like, yeah, I should do this or, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'll be talking and then they'll walk by and they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, oh, I wasn't talking to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> or like I'll be looking at myself in the mirror, you know, I'm, am I blasting some of you in the eyes now? I'll be looking at myself in the mirror, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm looking good. <laughs> and then, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you talk to yourself and you 
all those kind of things. I'm not the only one, right? Other people are out there talking to themselves in the mirrors. Or am I just weird? No, is there some others out there? Okay. So take, when you look at yourself in the mirror, speak these things over yourself. Hey, I've been chosen by God. You know, maybe you're having a bad day. You got some bad grades on your test or something like that at school. You're having a bad work day. Everyone's like being real mean to you or something like that. Run into the bathroom and look at the bathroom and be like, I've been chosen by God. I look pretty good too. I've received every spiritual blessing, right? I've, I'm royalty, right? I have been redeemed and forgiven. I'm victorious. I hate this situation. I hate these people making fun of me, but I'm victorious, right? And I'm not going to let them tell me who I am, right? And uh, I want to introduce you to one of my friends tonight, too. Um, His name is Joshua. You might have heard him before, but uh, he was kind of a famous character in the Bible. Uh, If you want to turn to Joshua 1, you can. You don't have to. But he's an awesome friend of mine because he experienced something kind of close to me. He understands what it means to not see yourself as the image bearer of Christ. Because he was always under Moses, right? This is what the Bible says. I'm going to go through it real quick, so I might skip little words, pieces here or there. But after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. And he tells them how far his territory is going to be. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This is the same promise that God has given us as well. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. You know that God has sworn us an inheritance as well. Each one of you has an inheritance in Christ. You've all been sworn an inheritance in this, in this world to take dominion over it. To be a leader. Be strong and be very courageous. Now he's telling them a second time. Be strong and now be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law that my service Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. And then skipping down a little bit, it says, Have I not commanded you? This is verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do you guys know that's another thing about you? When you look in the mirror, you can see Jesus right there with you because he's always with you. He says he promises he'll never leave you. That's something that we can stake, you know, our life on. Is Jesus always going to be there with you? Yep, all the time, right? All the time. It's so funny because God saw Joshua of the, as the leader of the Israelites. This guy that was going to go, 
you know, take over the land and, you know, take his sword and crush the enemies, right? He's going to go out there and beat everybody up. And he's just going to take hold of everything that God had promised for him. And here he is. The Bible even mentions it. He's Moses' aide. He sees himself as this helper guy that's just like, yeah, whatever you need, Moses, I'm here. Not a leader, not someone who's going to go take over the land for Jesus, right? He trembled with fear. God had to tell him three times, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Be strong. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous, right? This guy was trembling. You know, you just imagine, what? You want me to go do what? You know, here's over a million people, you know, in tents all around this guy. And God's like, yeah, you're the leader. And he's like, what? How would you like to all of a sudden become the leader of a million people? They're all looking to you for what to do. Kind of terrifying, right? And yet God saw him as this mighty leader. And if you read through the book of Joshua, just people after people, enemy after enemy, he just was like, ah, God's going to take him down. Let's go, guys. You know? Like, anyone heard of Jericho? They didn't even have to do anything. They're like, all right, let's go for a walk, boys. Blow the trumpets. God will handle it. Right? True. They yelled. They sang songs, whatever it was. But they didn't actually touch anybody. It was just like, all right, we're the Israelites. We're following God. And boom! You know, the enemy was taken care of. They weren't around anymore. That's who God sees you as. God sees you as someone that can walk into a situation and be like, mm, Jesus is with me. Boom! We're going to win, right? That's who I want to live like. That's who I want to see myself as. I want to see myself as somebody who is going to walk in the victorious spirit of the Lord, who's been chosen, who belongs, who's been redeemed. <clears throat> Worship team, would you uh, come back up on stage, please? So the question is, guys, look inside yourselves. Look inside your hearts today, like I've been saying. Who do you see yourself as? Do you see yourself as just the jock or the popular person or the geek or the class clown or do you see you as the chosen, victorious son and daughter of God who has a father, who has a family? Do you see yourself as someone who's been lonely, who's been broken, who's been hurt by the situations of life, that's been hurt by their friends, that's been hurt by their families, who's been rejected and feels like an outcast to everybody around? God wants you to see yourself as he sees you. Guys, it is imperative. It is exciting. It is a life adventure to get to see yourself as God sees you. To get to look in that mirror and be like, wow, God is making something awesome out of me. Out of all this stuff that I see myself as, God is making something cool. God is making something important. And so 
I just want to give you an opportunity today to really look inside yourself and ask, do you want to jump on board and be a part of that adventure of being an image bearer of Christ? And remember, the only way that you're going to be a real bearer of the image of Christ is if you choose to see yourself as he does. It doesn't matter what else you do, what else you say in your life. If inside your heart, you're not willing to look at yourself like God does. You let the rest of what the world and everyone else tells you define who you are and what you do. You will never get to experience like Joshua did the falling of the walls of Jericho. Who wants to see something like that happen in their lives, right? The walls of this city that is insurmountable. This thing in their life, this thing in your life that is bigger a problem, that is bigger than you can ever imagine to hope to solve. And God's just going to go, boom, it's gone. You don't have to deal with it anymore. Tonight, if there's anybody out there who who wants to be a bearer of God's image, I just want you to stand up where you are. Just stand up and join me. If you want to be a real bearer of God's image and what that really means, and remember, know what you're getting yourself into as you stand up. And it's okay if you don't stand up, but know that what you're getting yourself into is choosing to not look at yourself like the world does. You're choosing to look at yourself the way God does. I want to pray over you now. Lord God, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters, Lord God, that you've been speaking to tonight, Lord Jesus. You've been pouring into their lives and into their hearts, Lord God. You've been speaking into who they are, Lord Jesus, and letting them get an understanding of what it means to be a real image bearer for you, Lord God. To speak life into their own lives, Lord Jesus. To speak truth over themselves in the mirror in the morning, Lord God. To have a view, Lord God, that reflects how you see us, Lord God. As someone who's chosen, Lord God, no more are we outcasts, no more are we fatherless, no more do we not have a family, no more are we just okay, no more are we just stuck in with the junk that we're stuck in, the, the sin in our lives, because you see us as redeemed, you see us as chosen, you see us as reclaimed, you see us as refined gold that is pure and holy. Lord God, I pray that you would just pour your presence over my brothers and sisters tonight, Lord God, that you would pour your presence over this place, that, Lord God, you would just begin to to do this work in our hearts tonight, Lord God, that the places of my heart, the places of the hearts out there that have been damaged or have been lied to about who they are would be changed in Jesus' name. Lord God, that we would have your grace and your power, the fullness of your power, Lord God, to walk as Jesus, as your representation, as your image bearer, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just pour out your spirit, Lord God.